When the time comes and I'm standing at the river that separates the two worlds that I love, torn between my precious friends and my family and the place of peace that's waiting up above. Hold my hand and stay there by my side. And when I finally step into the tide, celebrate me whole. Take the trip from here to heaven's throne. And with the shield and the word of God to guide me, it's a comfort knowing I am not alone. So when I take my final fleeting breath and fade into Channel sleep of death. Celebrate me whole. Celebrate me there. Celebrate me in that land of wonder.
I know it's all part of God's amazing grace. I believe there's a place called heaven. I believe the place called Calvary. this song. It'll bless you. There's a window into heaven I can close my eyes and see where there are no earthly struggles and the soul there is set free where the deaf and dumb are shouting Cause the blind can finally see And those crippled legs are dancing Out across that crystal sea 
Now there's a special place Listen. in heaven Where the unborn babies play And they're rocked in arms by mamas Whose chance had slipped away And all the unwanted children They say, my daddy, he the King, and their smiles on all their faces, as they spin around and sing, don't that sound like heaven, don't that sound like home, where the Son of God is Gone. Don't that sound like heaven? Don't that sound overtaken by the light that's always price of heaven is expensive Don't worry about the cost You see it was paid in full by Jesus As He hung upon the cross All the things that He promised They will be there just as an eternal reminder of the precious blood he shed. Now don't that sound like heaven? Don't that sound like home? Where the Son of God is Gone. Don't that sound like heaven? Don't that sound like home? Darkness there is overtaken by the light that's always on. Darkness there is overtaken. By the light that's always on. Amen. Isn't it good to know that all of those millions of babies that have been aborted, <laughs> their father's the king. So many people that want to have children today that are not able for whatever reason. And then they go and just murder their own children. It's a sad day. And it continues to multiply over and over. I guess it's up to probably 70 million or more by now, Brother Joe. You pray for South Carolina to pass that heartbeat bill. It's big. 
Um, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, I believe Aaron mentioned it this morning. We're supposed to be so conservative in South Carolina, but it just... <laughs> uh, there's more uh, moderate and liberal states that have already got the heartbeat bill. So we need our uh, portion of it or, or, you know, that, that bill that would stop all abortions. At, uh, as soon as the doctor was to find a heartbeat, they can't be one. So a woman won't even know that she's pregnant till after that heartbeat. So it would just about eliminate it all. And we've been, you know, we've been chipping away at it over the last few years. And, uh, and especially getting away and, you know, preventing them from doing uh, the long-term deal where they wait way into pregnancy. And that's just uh, pathetic. That's, that's crazy stuff. And um, this world is evil. But one day we're going to stroll over heaven with those that have gone on before us, those little babies that have been aborted. They'll be there because they're safe in Jesus. They'll be there. Now, I tell you, there's some people out there that don't believe babies are going to be there. I'm here to tell you, according to David, they're going to be there. Huh? They're going to be there. And I thank God for that. I hope you'll enjoy this and then we'll preach for you, okay? If I survey all the good things that come to me from above, if I could count all the blessings from the storehouse of love, I'd simply ask for one favor of him beyond mortal man. I'm sure he'd grant it again and again. I want to show be a glorious day so many places of beauty we long to see here below but time and treasures have kept us from making plans we all know but come that morning of rapture together we'll stand anew and then I'll stroll over heaven with you. I want to stroll over heaven with you some glad day when all the troubles and heartaches have vanished away. And we'll enjoy Troubles and heartaches have vanished away, and we'll enjoy. 
to people that continue to wait, wait, and wait before they give the heart to God. What in the world are you waiting for? Man, if I could have got saved at just 20 instead of 21, I'd be very grateful tonight. I mean, you know, that would have been another year that I could have had worshiping and praising the mighty God of heaven. But um, let's get to the Word of God tonight. First Peter chapter number 5, very familiar verse of Scripture. Some of you have already asked about the old chair over here. <clears throat> I was going to have some of them sit on it during the choir tonight during practice, but it was a little short. But uh, we're going we're to use this as a little prop here in just a minute. But the Bible tells us there in 1 Peter chapter 5. You have your place? All right. There's one or two of you got your place. Let's stand. I'll give you a minute. I'll get a drink of water. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad to be in the Lord's house. Amen. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, a very familiar scripture. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let us pray. Father God, we love you, Lord. We thank you for the beautiful testimonies, the good songs of Zion. God, I pray that you would just touch our hearts tonight. Tune us in to the word of God. Lord, help us to preach your word in the way that it would come through with simplicity to the hearts of the people. God, I pray that you'd undergird me tonight with spirit and power. Lord, if they want me here struggling and battling the devil. Lord, may today be the day that those chains are broken. And Lord, if there be one lost, may today be the day of salvation. To where they would know you as their savior forever. And to be in heaven one day where we can stroll together. On that blessed morning. God we pray that you'll just bless the service. Lord bless everything that is done. Touch these lips of clay. This willing vessel tonight. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. The Bible again there says. In chapter 5 and verse number 8. Be sober be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil. He says he's not a roaring lion. But he says as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour now if we're going to defeat the enemy tonight we've got to know some tactics uh, that the enemy takes if we're going to defeat this lion the devil who walketh to and fro uh, like a lion seeking uh, who he may devour we must have a plan and a plan to defeat him. Because I can tell you now, he may win some wars when we go to battle with him. But ultimately, we're going to win this war. We may lose a battle here and there when it comes down to you and I as individuals. But there's a God in heaven that I serve that's never lost a battle with the devil. And my friend, uh, if we'll just take note tonight of what the scripture tells us, you can win the majority of those battles uh, when Satan comes uh, and lurking after you. Uh, it's Satan that comes about who is ready to kill, to steal, and destroy. It is Satan who wants to come about and tear up families and rip them apart. It's Satan that tries to get your children hung on drugs and alcohol. It's Satan 
who wants to tear the churches apart to where they would be no more. It is Satan who wants to destroy this world and everyone that is in it before they hear about the saving grace of God. It is Satan who can tear that one that is weak in the faith and cause them to quit on God and turn the other way. But thanks be unto God, the Scripture says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Ain't that a great blessing to know tonight? I began to look just a little bit. And I'd done this study years ago on, on the lion. And again, like I said, if we're going to know how to defeat the enemy, we got to know his tactics. You'll never see the great armed forces of the United States of America go into a war without a plan. You won't get them going into a battle without knowing where the enemy is. And you and I have to have a plan. And we have to know where our enemy is. You see, lions always work in prides or packs. And they always have cohorts with them. A matter of fact, the lion, when it roars, you can hear that lion some five miles away. So when the devil begins to roar... Sometimes it affects many people. It affects people a long ways away. I've had people come to me and say, Preacher, I've done that. I know I've done that. I know it was wrong, but I didn't hurt anybody. Yes, you did. You hurt your spouse. You hurt your family. You hurt your children. You hurt your church. You hurt everybody that was involved. And yet they'll say, Oh, but I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt anybody. Listen, the devil wants to use one person to destroy a family or the work of God. And when he begins to roar and he begins to rip and to snort, it can go and affect many a people that is around you. Also, when the lion roars, you can see the dust on the ground, the dirt, if you will. Some places the sand begins to tremble. All the way around and out from a long distance from that lion. You see the lion is called the king of the jungle. That is really a misinterpretation. Because lions do not live in the depths of the jungle. They live in the savannas. And they live closer to where there's water and rivers running through. They're not hidden in the heavy vegetation. They, when they go out and when they feed, they always send the female lions out. The lionesses, they send them out after the food. While the king, the lion himself, the male, the one with the big frill around his head, you know what I'm saying? He is the one that guards the territory. He sends those females out to get food and they'll drag them back. And then the lion goes for the juggler. So I think about that because, you know, many people probably have never had a true battle with Satan. Satan is not omnipresent. He's not, uh, he's not omnipotent. In other words, he can't be in one place more than once. He, he can't be here and down the road too. He's just going to be in one place. He's not uh, omnipresent like God where we met with him tonight. He can also meet with him down the road. The devil is one. He's not all powerful either. There's one greater than the devil tonight. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. 
But they travel in packs and they travel together. So you can see that that one, the main lion, as he sends uh, the lionesses, the imps out, if you will, to grab the prey and pull them in uh, where the king lion, the devil, can devour them. You following me tonight? You following me? You see, most of the day, if you got 24 hours in a day, the lion for 20 hours, over 20 hours in a day, will lay resting and sleeping. And as the evening begets dark, when it becomes dark, that's when he goes on the prowl. So you want to know when the devil's going to strike? A lot of times it'll be in your darkest part of your life. You see, because you've already gotten discouraged. You've already gotten depressed over something and, you, and you're really low and you're really down. And the devil sees that. And when he sees that, he goes in for the kill. When darkness comes, that's when he begins to prowl. He will eat for approximately two hours a day. He'll rest for 20, eat for two, and sometimes hours longer as they begin to eat. But in those last few hours in a day, they walk and they roam. They don't have a, a great speed when it comes to a, a distance. They can't travel long distances and be very fast. But they can have real quick spurts of up to 50 miles an hour. You're talking about a lion that's almost 400 pounds that can strike 30-something feet away from them with one leap. You're talking about a creature uh, that is very well learned in hunting. Very tactical in what he does. He waits until the darkness begins to fall. The first mention in history of lion tamers uh, went way back to 1819. However, the popular form of lion taming, as you would see in a circus today... Didn't come along until 1920. Have you ever seen them? And have you ever wondered why they'd have a chair in their hand and a whip in one hand and they're inside a cage? And he is uh, making the lion do tricks. He's uh, That lion's being obedient unto the ringmaster. As he's in there, he begins to twirl uh, that chair uh, and bring it back and forth and cracks the whip. You know why they use a chair? The lion is single-minded. The lion can only focus on one thing at a time. And as they come up with that chair, he may be looking at this leg, and he can't, he can't, uh, he can't, he can't focus in on this leg, or this leg, or this leg. So he's single-minded and he's twisting that chair and he gets the lion confused. That's why they use a chair and that's why they use a whip. The whip is not to hit him with. It's not even really there to make a noise. It's just showing him something else to keep his mind occupied on what he's doing. Yeah. 
In other words, if we don't throw some things at the devil today, if we don't have one weapon in this hand and another weapon in this hand, we're bringing it down to Satan's level and he begins to attack. Because all of a sudden, you've let down your chair, you've let down the whip, and you're standing there not knowing that he's going to blindside you and go for the juggler. That's exactly what the devil does. He's walking to and fro and he's seeking whom he may devour. Really, in all actuality, the lion is a lazy individual. But he's an opportunist. He is the one looking for the opportunity to attack. That is like the devil. He is going to try to take the easiest path. He's going to try to take uh, the least path uh, or the path of least resistance. I'm here to declare unto you that we have four weapons like you're on the legs of that chair that'll defeat the enemy tonight if we'll take them and use them. But if we don't use them, we're leaving ourselves open for attack. If the devil is going to go after anybody in this church tonight, you're looking at him. You pray for me. Please pray for me every day. Why? Because I know he gets after people. I know he gets after preachers. I know that he gets after preachers' wives. I know that he goes out and he tries to destroy things in their life. I know that. I've seen that with my own two eyes. I've seen it when they've uh, desecrated the pulpit and went to believe in something uh, that was completely heretical and that was not even in the Bible. I've seen them run off uh, with piano players and secretaries and, and run off with women that are not their own wives. A shame and a disgrace for a man of God to do that. And I'm here to tell you today, it's where they've let down their guard. It's where they've let down uh, that, that, the chair. They've let down the legs uh, and those four points uh, to where it wouldn't distract him enough. Uh, to where he'd come in for the kill. Uh, if he could destroy our church tonight, I promise you uh, he would do it. Uh, but we got to continue to pray that God keep the hedge up. Not only for us inside this church, uh, but the church as a whole. The Bible tells you and I that upon this rock I'll build my church. That's not on Peter that we're building the church. We're building it on the rock. And the rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now number one, if you look at this stool, this little chair if you will. We got four legs, we got four weapons tonight that I want to tell you about. The first thing is the weapon of prayer. Prayer always allows us <laughs> to have access to God. No matter what, listen, prayer is available to all saints of God without exception. You and I can go. Prayer achieves the impossible. Brother Joe was talking about, uh, and uh, Brother Jimmy were talking about in the prayer room, about a young lady that had been healed of pancreatic cancer. And if you know anything about pancreatic cancer, it's pretty much a death sentence. I've only known of one other person in my life that would kick the habit of, or it's not a habit, but kick the disease of pancreatic cancer, and that was preacher Earl Hendricks. He lived some approximately eight years, I believe, Josh, after he had uh, pancreatic cancer. 
But this lady had been healed. And Joe said, you know what? Every time I hear that someone has beat pancreatic cancer, the devil puts a doubt in my mind. But I don't understand why. When I know that our God can do anything. Because see it is our faith. My friends. It's why they get the healing that they need. Prayer achieves those things which are impossible. Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto him. Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain. Remove hence to yonder. Place and shall it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Prayer advances the kingdom of God. Amen. One preacher said, I'd rather train ten people to be prayer warriors than to train one man to preach. Listen to that again. I'd rather train ten. To pray as I would one to preach. You know where the power is? The prayer line. You know where the growth is? The prayer line. Prayer advertises God's greatness. Prayer advertises God's grace. Prayer advertises God's glory. We have to continue to pray. And if we're willing that chair... Pray for me, the devil's trying to take my voice. When you wheel that chair, and he knows that prayer's coming against him, he begins to tremble. Why is he trembling? Because he knows that God answers prayer. He knows that God can take that prayer and answer it and turn it to good. It makes Satan tremble tonight. When he thinks about God's people praying. But number two. The weapon of the power of the word of God. <laughs> It'll surely confuse Satan. The word of God serves as a purpose of revelation. It reveals God's person and purpose. It tells us that he is living. It tells us that He's a just God. Amen. That He's eternal, He's glorious, He's exalted, and He's gracious. It tells us that He's merciful and infinitely good. That is the God that we serve. The Bible tells us that there's power in the Word. That there's promises in the plan. It's inerrant, meaning there's no error in it. It's infallible. It's completely true. It's not going to fall. It's of redemption's plan. It speaks as symbols of light, the lamp, the light, the sword, food, milk, honey, a hammer, a mirror, and a fire. We have the weapon of the power of God. So if Satan is attacking you tonight, number one, you pray. Number two, you go to the Word. 
Because it's the word of God that says you've got protection in the blood. It's the word of God that tells you to tell Satan to get behind you. And to plead the blood upon the devil. Hey, I don't have to be loud to preach. You still hear me, don't you? Huh? Listen. The word of God will help you defeat the enemy. The problem is, number three, perseverance. I could easily fold up my Bible tonight. I could easily get my little stool and say, okay, I can't do no more. I'm going to lay it down. They can't hear me anyway, and I sound like a frog. Sister, imagine what I'd sound like if you didn't sing for me this morning, right? I knew it was coming. It's this time of the year it does that. Perseverance. Here's the key. When the devil does come knocking, don't you quit. Show him who is the greater. The one that saved you. You was talking like me a few weeks ago. I hope it don't take me that long to get over it. I'll be better tomorrow. Listen, perseverance. People will quit because of the attack of the enemy. Do not quit. Keep plugging away. Keep going. Keep praying. Keep reading the Word of God. For it will give you victory. The Word of God. Perseverance. The Bible says praying Always with all prayer and supplication, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I like to put it this way. Be like a postage stamp. Stick till the job is done. Stick even when you're licked. When you feel like you done been licked, continue to stick and go wherever you sent. Amen. Amen. When God tells you to pull over and be a witness to that person sitting on the edge of the street, be obedient unto God. Persevere. You see, a stamp never quits till he reaches his final destination. If that stamp was to not persevere, it may never get to where it's headed. You and I, as the saints of God, have a home in heaven. We can't quit before we get to where the address says we're going. That place is heaven tonight. So when the devil comes to fight you, Hey, I've opened up the car before and told him to get up. I've went to the back door. I've opened it up. I've told the devil. I pay the house payment, the insurance, the heat bill. Get out of here. You're not getting a free ride. He'll take every bit from you that he can. If you'll let him. Don't let him. 
You got to persevere. You got to keep going. You got to keep going in that direction that God has sent you. But number four, I like this right here. The weapon of praise. <laughs> oh, you want to get the devil on the run. You begin to praise the good God of heaven and you'll see that rascal flee. You might even see lost people flee thinking that we're crazy. But you know what? I ain't crazy. <laughs> we ain't crazy tonight. I think about Paul and Silas in that Philippian jail. What did they do in the midnight hour? The darkest of the night. What did they do? They began to praise the Lord. And began to pray. They began to sing. I wonder what they were singing. Could it have been Psalms 113? Somebody look up Psalms 113. Right quick. Joe, you got your glasses? I got it right here. Look, you can read this. I want you to stand up and read loud. Psalms 113 right there. All of it right there. Yeah. could imagine that could have been what Paul and Silas was saying inside of prison. Brother Dale, you know what's most difficult tonight? It's difficult for me or anybody else in here. It's to praise the Lord when the devil is under attack and when you're going through some of the deepest, darkest valleys of your life. But you know what? What could have been worse than being chained up in a prison cell, left to die as Paul and Silas begin to pray? And they began to give praises unto God. And it moved the hand of God. The earth began to quake. The chains began to fall. And as the chains began to fall, I believe they cut a little jig right there inside the jailhouse. As the walls began to tumble down around them. And as they, oh, the, that, 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 that jailer was scared to death. Why was he scared to death? Because he knew that it was a death sentence to let those prisoners go. But it was Paul that reached out to that sinner and said, Hey, they're not going to touch you if you'll just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, you're going to be safe. You're going to be saved. And that jailer got saved. They went to the jailer's house and all of them got saved because they were praising God. In the midst of their jail cell, in the midst of their prison, God done a great work. When the devil gets on the run, hey, I'm getting better. When the devil gets on the run, he gets defeated. He can move out. Amen. Thanks be unto God. He can try to take it if he wants to, but it feels pretty good right now. Amen. 
How are we going to do it? There they are on the screen, if you will. Where'd my stool get to? I've done lost it. Uh, the prayer, prayer, the weapon of prayer, the power of the Word of God, perseverance. I'm not going to quit. Praise. Praise Him for what He's done. Oh, listen, listen. If you and I don't have anything to praise God about tonight, oh, you need to look back at where He's brought you from. You need to look back and see how God's blessed you uh, and blessed you tremendously. You need to look back and know that the devil has fought and fought and fought. Uh, and yet God has put the hedge up around you. And you have twirled the chair uh, of those things uh, that need to be taken apart uh, uh, to defeat the devil tonight. And you begin to pray. And you begin to look in the Word of God. And you begin to persevere and then all of a sudden you began to walk through that valley with your hands raised high saying blessed be the name of the Lord the one that saved my soul and I'm going to heaven because of it the devil can fight he can rip he can snort he can do all that he wants to tonight but I'm here to tell you God has got a plan God will keep us protected. But it's up to us to put up a wall of prayer. It's up to us to read the power that's in the Word of God. It's up to us not to quit. Not to turn back on God. Listen, the Bible says you're worse off than you were before you was lost if you turn your back on Him. That's the Word of God tonight. Persevere to the end. Persevere all the way to glory land. And then we'll praise Him on the way. Amen. I want Josh to come. Sister, come around to the piano. And let me just share this one story with you while she begins to play. <laughs> there was a man that was in the nursing home. I think about this story quite often because it reminds me of Sister Betty. Um... Brother Mike, it reminds me of his wife. This man had dementia. He had Alzheimer's. And there are times when the family would go into the room. They wouldn't know. The person laying there, the man wouldn't know his own family. Preacher walks in. He don't know the preacher. His own precious wife for 50 some years. He didn't know her. Preacher goes in, begins to pray. When all is over, the man says, In Jesus' name, Amen. They began to sing hymns around his bedside. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And as they began to sing that hymn, that man with dementia began to chime in, singing Amazing Grace. And start singing about the old rugged cross. That man would start chiming in. About the old rugged cross. Singing. 
the preacher would come in, quote scripture, and before he could get done, that man with dementia and Alzheimer's began to say it with him. The daughter in that family was confused by all this. The doctor came in, said, hey doc, I don't understand doctor was a Christian. He said, I don't understand it. My daddy don't even know me. But he knows the word of God. And he knows the songs of Zion. How is that true? He said, it's very simple for the child of God. This dreaded disease that your father has affects his mind. But when he sings and he quotes scripture, that's coming from his heart. I said, hallelujah. The devil can try to take our minds tonight. But he can't take what's here. He may try to take your family and tear it apart. But he can't take what's here. He can try to wreak havoc in your life. But he can't take, Brother Jerry. I tried to answer. I just want to give him praise tonight. I should have been dead a long time ago. But God seemed fit to spare my life. Save me and call me to preach. I know it don't sound like a whole lot tonight and it ain't about me. It's all about Him. I don't know what your need is tonight. Maybe you just want to come praise Him and thank God for it. Maybe you're having the most difficult time of your life and you're fighting the devil tooth and nail. Remember who lives inside. Remember the prayer power of the word the perseverance the power that's there we can defeat the enemy we can win the battles and with God we're going to ultimately win this war you stand tonight Father God we love you I thank you for Jesus whatever the need may be across this congregation God I pray Lord, that you'd grant it. I pray, dear Lord, that you'd bless. Save that one that may be close to hell. One that may not be sure. God, give strength to the humble tonight. Forgive us for where we failed you. In Christ's name we do ask. Amen and amen. You come tonight. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within is holy name.
has done great things. He has done great things. He has done great things. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. God is so good. Oh, yeah, do you know he's good tonight? God is so good. Do you believe he's good? God is so good. He's so good to me. He cares for me. There's going to be another lion that comes upon the scene. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ himself. Jesus. Sing it, Josh. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Floyd, come here a minute and stand right here. <clears throat> if you enjoyed being in the service tonight, raise your right hand and hold it up. My wife didn't want to let, didn't want to raise her hand. If you're really glad that you came tonight, raise your left hand. And if you're saved and glad all about it, do like this. Look, Joe, you ain't never seen everybody in the church Woo! praise the Lord at one time like they did tonight. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. I could have preached all night. I know some of y'all ready to go home. Y'all started looking at your watches. But you know what? I thank God I'm saved tonight. Hallelujah. I don't know how to end. Other than to just leave. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's pray. Ask the Lord to bring us back the next point of time.